I've been on this bandwagon for like 10 years. So I'm not going to get off it till every restaurant does it. But the number one, <laughs> most important, most valuable, easiest thing to do with biggest return and the terms of marketing for a restaurant is... What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab, where you get real-world insights from industry pros to help you drive local revenue and local growth. This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize, digital marketing tools powered by local data that automatically work where and when your locations need it most. Learn more at evocalize.com. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab. Joining us today is a guest that literally needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyways. With over 20 years of experience in the restaurant industry, he's the founder of Yeah Management, head of revenue marketing at Branded Strategic Hospitality, and co-founder and chief marketing officer at Handcraft Burgers and Brews. Um, He believes that pizza is a religion. Uh, He has hundreds of thousands of followers across Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok. They all know him as Rev Ciancio, Fun with Fries, and the Munch Mafia. But I know him personally as the godfather of restaurant marketing. Oh, man. Haven't really used that externally, but that's what I think of you as. David Rev Ciancio, thanks for joining us in the lab. Thank you, Justin. I mean, well, for somebody that was not going to get an intro, wow, you're hired. Like, thank <laughs> I always want to say, like, there is somebody that needs no introduction. I'm expecting like Jerry Seinfeld, and like I certainly don't put myself in the record, <laughs> but I don't know what you would have to say. <laughs> you probably have more followers than Jerry Seinfeld, at least I'll now. Let's see if I get recognized with my Amex at a gas station. So that's right. Awesome. Well, hey, you know, genuinely, I got to just start by saying, you know, as a marketer, I've got like huge respect for what you do. You're everywhere. The volume of content that you crank out, crank out is incredible. The, the engagement rates that you get, like you have a highly engaged audience. Your content is incredible. And Thank I you. see you everywhere. Yeah, you, you travel like you're at all the events, you're on all the podcasts, and it is just a constant stream of content. And I don't know how you do it. I'm not sure either. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's official. Rev uses technology and he is AI. There you go. Yeah, I'm actually a robot. Well, my son believes he's a robot. So maybe, maybe I am too. And I just didn't, wasn't aware. But I, you know, listen, I don't want to make it sound like I have some magic button, but like it does require, like content requires discipline for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Creativity is something you can build if you have the discipline. And for sure, there are many nights a week where I fall asleep, like still editing a TikTok, fall asleep, you know, dedicated to the craft. That's right. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be all in, and you've been all in for a long time. My first blog was in two thousand, when I wrote a blog called cheesesteaks.com. Uh, and in two thousand, writing cheesesteaks.com, I learned two very important lessons very quickly. Number one, uh, at the time, once you get outside of Philadelphia, the quality in cheesesteaks takes a significant drop, uh, yes. and also uh, people's interest in cheesesteaks does too. So. That blog, did, <laughs> that blog did not last very long. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, the uh, on the on the consulting side of things, though, you've you've got years of experience on that side. And then what I really love about what you do is just, and this is just candidly for me, everything that you recommend, at least from what I understand, 
everything you recommend, they're all solutions that you've tried. And it's like within your own restaurant, you prove out the success and then say, hey, this thing really works. This is this is what I've experienced and what I've seen from success standpoint. Go and try it. Amen. Well, you know, look, I think that restaurant marketing is confusing. Um, I think that restaurant marketing is hard to measure. I think the restaurant marketing mm-hmm. is hard to f- feel the impact of. And so, you know, there were years where nobody taught me anything. I had to learn everything my own. And I feel like there really mm-hmm. isn't a great resource for learning. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I want to help the future me. Like somebody else comes That's along right. trying to figure out something. If I figured out, I want to share it so that everybody can be better. I mean, look, at the end of the day, what I really care about is an awesome dining experience. So if mm-hmm. I can help a restaurant to have an awesome dining experience through awesome marketing, then everybody wins. Exactly. It's one of those industries that what I love about it is just there's so much room for success for everyone. It doesn't have to be like highly competitive. You know, everyone can do well. And and there are communities that, that I've become part of, like even within LinkedIn or whatever, where it's just rising tide raises all ships. Everyone shares all their experiences, their knowledge, you know, and in, in an effort, to, like you said, just overall provided a, a solid dining experience for everyone. Yeah. And look, I mean, you know, the stuff that I share are frameworks. There's, you know, here's how to achieve success metric A by doing steps one, two, three. Right. But mm. he, here's the thing. If you take that to another restaurant and you follow it exactly, it's not going to work. Like you have to understand your brand. You have to understand your audience. You have to understand their journey. You have to understand what they care and you have to apply creativity. So the framework is just there to set you up. Mm. You know what I mean? And that that's like, it's like, look, I've tried this with my restaurant. Here's the framework. Here's the creativity mm-hmm. we dropped in the top. Like try this for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we had a um, we had an episode uh, a few ago with Jeremy Julian. He's, he was on talking about just knowing your audience, and we talk a lot about like if you don't if you don't know your audience and know what connects with them, it's going to be really hard. You're going to be creating tons of content. It's going to resonate with like a whole swath of people, but you're going to be a mile wide and, and an inch deep. You're not going to fully resonate with anyone because you're trying to get to everyone. Yeah, I had I don't know if you know Condado Tacos, they're a taco yeah. chain based in Ohio, I had their CMO, Sarah Kira, on my show, and she shared something amazing with me, which I still haven't shared other than that show because I haven't figured out the framework. But essentially, mm. they went in and they paid an agency a lot of money. I don't have a mm. lot of money. Uh, but basically, <laughs> they paid an agency to determine who were their actual top avatars, like who are the ICPs of the restaurant brand. Mm. And I think they had seven. And when they really broke it down, it wasn't like by demographics or psychographics. It was by like how they ch- it was by lifestyle, which I'd never seen that. Mm. Everybody was like, "Oh, it's a you know a soccer mom who's driving the kids and blah blah blah." It means family meals. Like you see that everywhere. But this was more like, mm. this is the person in the group who decides where people eat on Friday nights. Anyway, so they broke it down mm. to like seven or six or seven avatars, and what they learned, and this is the important part, is that eighty percent of the revenue was driven by two avatars. So mm. they, they then took 80% of their marketing and aligned it mm-hmm. those two people. The rest of the, uh, the marketing kind of fell in line. And I was like, oh, that's, mm. that's interesting. The framework mm-hmm. I take from that is if you understand what your customer base looks like in terms of ICPs, I throw ICP and mm-hmm. Avatar around, they're the same to me. And you figure out mm-hmm. who are the top two needle drivers, align your marketing to the two, like, the two ICPs that really, really drive revenue, and the rest of the ICP should fall in line. That's a simplification of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it takes some work to get to the point where you're fully understanding those ICPs or just for those who, who don't understand what that is or, or haven't heard that term, like ideal customer profile. Um, it takes some work to try to nail that down. But if you get it, it pays itself back in spades. Uh, like you said, think of how much how much time you spend and money. Or I'm sorry, how much time you save and how much money you save on only developing marketing for the folks who it matters with, as opposed to trying to create marketing for everybody. Yeah, like and, at the, and, and the it shop, no one. You know, at the burger shop, we're across the street from Bryant Park. We're a block and a half from Times Square. It would be easy for me to mm. say, "Oh, my my ICPs are." commuters, tourists, and foodies. Like that would be easy. And yeah. they kind of are do break down that way. But what it really mm -hmm. is, it's um, it's people, it's really, all of them are foodies. And it's either mm -hmm. I want an awesome burger on my vacation, I want an awesome mm -hmm. burger at lunch, or I'm traveling from somewhere else to get an awesome burger. And so we think mm -hmm. about it that way. It's like, how do I talk to those three decision makers? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. So, so, it's an awesome example. So have you, you've applied this to your location. What are some other things that you've applied recently that you've seen like really good success, just focused on local marketing? Oh man, there's, there's like, there's two things that every restaurant, regardless of size should do. And I don't know why they don't. Okay. N number mm -hmm. one, I've been on this bandwagon for like 10 years. So I'm not going to get off it until every restaurant does it. But the number one, <laughs> most important, most valuable, easiest thing to do with biggest return in terms of marketing for a restaurant is listings management, okay? Mm. And that's managing all the information about your brand on Google, Yelping, Yahoo, Foursquare, Siri, TripAdvisor, Alexa, all, all of the places where your information lives. You get a simple tool mm. like Marquee. That's what I use. You put in your information one time and boom, it updates everywhere. That is how you mm. optimize for, you know, near me searches. By the way, I do this a lot. Like I'm pretending to type when I talk. So, yeah, uh, but <laughs> if you were sprinkling, I thought you're like salt bay. <laughs> no, that's me. Helping the uh, marketing earth there. No, I'm, that's me that's pretending it. to type. Um, no, but like the, <laughs> you know, the, the idea of managing your information is a, first of all, customers are on, they're on Google, they're on Yelp. They want to know where to eat. If you have the wrong information, yeah. you've broken the customer journey, right? Mm -hmm. number, number two, when all of that information is the same on all of those websites, when your address is the same, your menu is the same, your hours are the same, you you get like perfect search optimization and that builds. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's number one. OK, number two. And again, this is one of those moves. Simple, easy, cheap, effective and works ridiculous is free Wi-Fi in store. I don't oh, care. Mm. I don't care what your service model is. Like people that go to Starbucks for five minutes connect to the Wi-Fi. People mm -hmm. that go to the steakhouse and have uh, an hour-long dinner and then check your menu on Instagram check into Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. at, the, at the burger shop, uh, I would say sixty some percent of the people that are on our email list came from free Wi-Fi. And average time seated mm. there is seventeen minutes. Seventeen minutes. Wow. People are happy to sign on on a secure Wi-Fi. So if you're not putting Wi-Fi in your restaurant, you're making a mistake. And mm. we use a provider called VivaSpot. It's mm. $19 a month. Are you freaking kidding me? I captured, <laughs> two, I captured two email addresses and it's worth it. We do 10 to 12 a day. Yes. Can you real quick, Rev, I understand the importance of having Wi-Fi in the unit, but can you explain to those who are listening why it's important, how, what it helps you do? Okay. So if you don't have your customer's contact info, meaning their name and at least their email address, you can't drive retention. 
You can hope mm-hmm. for retention. But if you have their email address, it allows you to at least put a newsletter in their email box every Thursday morning that says, try our new special. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the easiest, fastest, cheapest way to drive retention is get somebody's email address. And Wi-Fi is one of the cheapest, easiest, fastest ways to get it. Because here's the thing. like, Let's say you're a fine dining restaurant. You're full service. I, mm-hmm. I make a reservation, but I take you, Justin, and two of our friends. The three mm-hmm. of you are unknowns because I made the reservation. So how do That's I right. get unknowns? Free Wi-Fi. You know what I mean? Where you come into mm-hmm. the burger shop and we have kiosks. And our kiosk, don't get me started on why this makes me frustrated, but our kiosk does not accept email addresses. So I have Wi-Fi. <laughs> like we, we are not go. a burger shop. We are an email capture machine that also makes hamburgers. And I got six yes. ways, like seven ways that I can capture email address. That's incredible. That I think the other the other piece that like, so from what we do from a marketing standpoint, uh, when you're pushing out any type of marketing, whether it's whether it happened to be a direct mailer or like you're pushing out digital ads, whatever it might be, you now have the ability when people can come into your unit and sign in to at least do some sort of attribution attribution on, you know, hey, I put out this marketing. And we brought them in. So it helps to at least help connect the dots from an ROI perspective on your other marketing efforts as well. Yeah. And the key, and I don't think a lot of brands realize this, you can capture somebody's email before they've dined with you. You can incept the purchase. And you know, one of the ways, and you guys mm. probably do this, but like you put ads on meta, you know, geo-targeted, interest level marketing, you know, likes hamburgers and Bryant Park, whatever. And give them an acquisition offer, like buy one, get one free, 50% off your first meal, free cup of coffee, whatever. It sends them Mm -hmm. to a landing page. They put in their name, they put in their email address. It automatically pings them the code and boom, you have their email address before they've ever transacted. It's a ridiculously easy funnel Mm -hmm. to set up. Super easy. It's, and it doesn't take a lot to set up. The technology makes it so easy nowadays. You don't have to be tech savvy to, to set this stuff up. Most of the tools have really good onboarding processes that, that, that help someone, even if they, even if they haven't used technology, if they're afraid to get started or don't know where to start, just click try me or try free trial or whatever it might be. And and usually they could, it's pretty easy to get started with something. Agreed. Uh, um, we've already gone through some really, some like solid nuggets, but if you had a piece of advice for someone who's struggling from a local marketing standpoint, they can't drive revenue, they can't drive traffic, they can't drive growth, whatever it may be. What would a piece of advice be that you give to them that they could start doing today to start changing the trajectory of where they're going? And that is a hard question. If if your brand is really doing that poorly, you should question whether you should still be operating. I hate to say it, but like, I've seen I've seen restaurants go six months past the point at which they should have shut off. Mm. So like, you got to start from a different standpoint. If like, if there's no hope in the numbers, don't burn money. Figure out, mm. figure, figure your way out. And I say this as somebody who lost, I used to own a bar in the East Village. We sold it in 2016. Justin, I'm still paying off the debt. Okay. Wow. I have failed. Yeah. Okay. I have failed. And so I know the pain of mm. that. Okay. I like it's, I'll remind everybody listening, 2016 was eight years ago. Okay. Like, yeah. I know the pain of that. So if it's really failing, cut it off. Okay. Mm. If you're just like, hey, we used to do really well or we're getting close, but like, I know something's missing, that's different. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the mm-hmm. first thing you got to start with is making sure that the experience is optimal. Marketing means mm. nothing if the experience sucks. If your food is mediocre, if your servers suck, 
if, if the bathroom is dirty, if it's difficult to order from you, like if all of that yeah. is, if there's a ton of friction in the experience, no level of marketing is going to help. We worked with a restaurant uh, in, in Hudson County that was part of a, a multi-unit brand. They have 44 stores, okay? The food mm. was phenomenal, like phenomenal, phenomenal, right? Mm. The branding was world-class. Like mm. they just nail it. And we got in there and we did Wi-Fi and we did email, we did SMS and we did Google search and we did like all of, we checked all the boxes and it did not move the needle. Mm. And we went there and we dined again, like without them knowing we were coming in, we're like, oh, bathroom's unclean. You're, yeah. you're really rude. Uh, it's hard to use this, this other thing to work. And I was like, oh, it's not marketing, it's operations. So start with the operation. Diagnose mm. what is or isn't working. And if you don't know, Go read your Google reviews. Your guests are probably telling you. Yes. You know, start with the negative ones and look at it with like a concerned eye and not like a, oh, you jerk, how dare you say this about my business? Yeah, yeah. You'll learn where the friction is. Okay, so if the food is good, the experience is good, and it's literally just like, oh, my marketing is bad, amen. Okay, great. <laughs> the most important thing you can do is optimize for local search. Okay, 60 to 70% of your guests should be coming from like Google Yelping, Yahoo, TripAdvisor, right? And it's mm -hmm. easy. Okay, and the second thing is, I think I'm gonna sound like a broken record here, but capture people's email addresses, right? I think uh, I saw a stat at FS Tech, something like 85% of guests are one-timers. Like that doesn't yeah. help drive a business. You gotta get people to at least come in twice. You can't well, think of the money. The money you spend to bring them in that first time, like you said, if you're providing a terrible experience and you've spent all those marketing dollars to bring them in, you're just throwing good money after bad, and it's just a leaky, leaky bucket. Yeah, and the, you know, I feel like I'm going to preach this till the end of time, but like, keep going. There is no magic button for restaurant marketing. There's zero. Like, yeah. even if Kim Kardashian <laughs> walks into your restaurant and takes a picture of a burrito and goes, "This is amazing," it's going to last for a That's, small amount of time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like good mm. marketing for a restaurant is about consistency, right? It's about mm. doing it all of the time. And it's about incremental improvements over time that lead to a better scenario over time. And if you want to get mm. there, make sure you're managing your listings and you're capturing your guest emails. That's right. Yeah. And you hit on Google, you hit on Google search a bit, but also your reviews, like not only you have to stay on top of those, even in the negative ones, like make sure you're responding and doing so in a way that's not combative. And it's like, you're, you're, you know, it's a humble approach to say, Hey, you know, we, we're trying to make this better. And other folks who see that are going to appreciate it. You know, it's authentic. I, do, do, I mean, I, do you have an hour? If you want to talk about reputation management, I need at least an hour. <laughs> we'll do it on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> the next four episodes. <laughs> we, we used to, um, I worked at signpost for a couple of years and we did, they just got, uh, Purchased by Haibu, actually, their their assets acquired um, uh, on the review management side. But yeah, it's a it's it's interesting in in that the impact it has to your business. Just that one component, like you're saying earlier, like start there. Like that's a key component to focus on. I, mean, I believe uh, that lo local marketing is a local brand's game to win. Right? I was explaining this to one of my clients yesterday. I was like, "Look, here's the thing. You have two stores, right? This is the client." Uh, I was like, you have the ability to build in best practices right now to market every mm. store at the local level. So as you grow to 5, 10, 15, 20 units, it's part of the brand nature to market at the local level. McDonald's, mm. Taco Bell, KFC, Ruth Chris, at this point, 
getting them to market at the local level, that's like learning a trick that they never learned. You have so many units. Like, how do you do that? That's why they buy ads on Fox News. That's why they put billboards on the Mm. side of the road because it's just easier for them at scale. You build it as part of your culture as a restaurant to do local store marketing. When you get to that size or somewhat of that size, it will be inherent. Replying to reviews, managing listings, running local ads on Facebook, making sure your Google search ads turns on, having community development. You got to either empower somebody internally or somebody at the store to do it. Yeah, for sure. And empower your team to create content. Like, don't wait. Don't wait to start. Just start recording processes. Start pushing stuff out there. Show your, you know, just to show your brand off. You know, it's 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 something that anyone could do. It's relatively cheap, if not free. Um, you know, there may be some some level of of monitoring and approval and stuff like that. But people are interested in seeing the process. We we had a conversation with Sean about this. Sean Malchef, and it's just like Love Sean. he just has yeah. He's just got so many, so many good nuggets. But yeah, the one that that he talked about was just recording the process and just tell your story that way, and people love it. You know. So Rev, before we move on, you know, uh, we like to ask our guests, uh, you know, what is a brand uh, that could be multi-location, single location? Who is doing something really well, really interesting, cool from a local marketing perspective? Hey man, well, I'm not going to answer handcraft burgers and brew because that would be my default. But I'm going <laughs> to, yes. I'm going to actually give you two brands because they're both doing the same thing right now. These are clients of mine. Now, I saw this Perfect. go around YouTube like back in May or whatever. There was like a video of this like thing you could do. I was like, oh, that's interesting, and I sent it out to a bunch of people. Hey, anybody want to try this? And two uh-huh. two of the brands I work with came back and was like, yes. Uh, and one is Kyle's Kitchen on the West Coast, and the other is Chef Driven Concepts here in New York City. They own uh, Five Napkin Marseille. Uh, needs a bunch Mm. of rent, but they did this thing called a summer scratcher. So you walk in, you have a meal at the end of the meal the the, uh, your server comes over and hands you a scratch off card, not from black Angus steakhouse. That just happens to be the molding, but, and it has like scratches on it. It says like scratch to win. Now here's the thing. Every single card is a winner. There's no, there's no, you didn't get anything. Okay. Yeah. Every single one you eat and, and there's a mix of prizes available from like free appetizers to free desserts to $50 gift card to $200 gift card. Like there's different levels. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, the bigger the level, the less of those are available. So they get the cards in, yeah. they shuffle them up and they give one to every single guest. Okay. And the idea is the guest puts it in their wallet and they can't scratch mm-hmm. it off and come back in. And when they come back in, they could have a free drink or free oh. fries or fried pickles or whatever it is. Uh, and there's a much deeper, I'm giving you the really the high level of it, but in the first two weeks alone, one of those brands had a 10 times ROI, 10 times. So like somebody came in with the card and got free French fries and we did the cost Mm -hmm. of it. So we know per card what the cost is. And we looked at that versus the money spent and they spent 10 times the cost of the promotion in the first week alone, or sorry, first two Mm. weeks alone. And they're, they're available to use through the end of this month. So like the ROI at the end of this is going to be ridiculous. But, you know, here's wow. the thing. It was a manual process. It took a lot of creativity. We had to hire designers. Mm-hmm. We had to find somebody to print it. Like these are usually not the things marketers like to do. They want to just put an ad on Google, you know, like because it's mm-hmm. easy or near me. Bing. Yeah. But we yeah. really like know this is an interesting idea. And both brands went in there and got it. And look, we stumbled through it and service mm-hmm. I get it. It had to be explained. But the thing is, is like it created a really fun, unique uh, promotion and it brought, it literally brought people back in. Yes. 
Yeah, because if you scratch when you're gone and you see it's a free fry, you may not want to come back for the free fry. But if you have to be back to scratch it, that is genius. Hey, man. And look, you know, listen, between you and me, if somebody walked yeah. in with a scratch, the restaurants honor it. We're in the hospitality business. But, you know, yeah, yeah. ideas like yeah. hold on to it. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. No, that's a that's a really good example. All right. So we're, we've reached the point where, you know, we review some of the facts you sent over and you had some of the most interesting facts. <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, these are not true. This guy's lying to me. <laughs> but I know that you're authentic and that's not the case. But well, I have the, down here. You For the audience's sake, you said that to me via email and I said, OK, here's three <laughs> lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they were, I don't even know if they were more outlandish. I think that this, <laughs> the true ones were more unbelievable. But anyways, uh, you sang on five commercial albums. That is you true. You played Ted, Ted Nugent pinball with Ted Nugent. That was an amazing you have, <laughs> You've been featured on uh, Cake Boss, which is awesome. Entire. Were you a, a competitor? Uh, so, or a judge? So quick buddy story. I used to write one of the world's top three hamburger blogs. And for National Hamburger Month in May, and I think it was 2008, I put out a public calendar that was like, I'm doing one event every single day for the month. If you want to join me, these are the 31 burger events I'm doing. And the producers of the Cake Boss called me and they were like, this is hilarious. And I said, okay, great. Do you want to come to me with an event? And they were like, yeah. no, buddy, Velastro saw it. And he said, if you get all the way through, like if you complete it, he wants to make you a congratulatory burger cake. And I was like, okay. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so just schedule it out. Awesome. Sure enough, like he had, I went down to the shop and we sat down in the back and he filmed it and he was like, "So what's this thing you're doing?" And I was like, "31 burger events in 30 days for National Burger Month." He's like, "That's amazing." Uh, anyway, long story short, I owned a bar yeah. in East Village and he's like, "I want to make you a celebration burger cake." And I said, "Okay, here's the deal: you make cakes, you bring it to my bar, serve it to my guests. I'll make the equivalent burgers for your team." And he's like, "Okay, done." Oh, that's cool. So they That's came cool. to my bar and they brought three 50-pound hamburger cakes and we made them all burgers. It was really fun. That is cool. Very fun. Um, a couple of couple other things. You've been in the you're in the witness protection program since you were 16. Also true. Wow. Probably should admit that publicly, but well, it is true. Wow. <laughs> I can't. It's true. All right. We'll, we'll get through these. It's crazy. So Mario Andretti's your uncle, and then Katy Perry once oh. sang happy birthday to you. I didn't say Mario Andretti is my uncle. I said, you call him oh. Mario. I call him uncle. Okay. <laughs> He's not technically my uncle, but I grew up in a racing family and we got, we were very, very close with the Andrettis. And he, the, oh, cool. he still sends us a Christmas card every year. And when I first opened my bar in 2010 in New York City, so we only had rock and roll posters in the bar. And then one side yeah. of my 10 from Uncle Mario and said, Dear David, good luck with the bar. Love Uncle Mario. And people come up like, <laughs> Mario and Dreddy? Like, yeah, he's my uncle. That's <laughs> so crazy. Uh, and then the last one was Katy Perry saying happy birthday to you in front of a sold-out arena. Barclay Center, man. It was awesome. How did, I mean, how does this stuff happen? What, I mean, <laughs> what life are you living? I like to just uh, tell people when they ask that, I go, well, I'm the Rev, man. That's what happens. The Rev. <laughs> That's right. Well, that's part of, you know, part of that, it got me thinking, what, what could I plug into AI to, to generate an image? That's what we like to do. Oh, and man. I was thinking the world's most interesting man. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I was laughing so hard. I did this late at night. So I was, it was like a 15 hour day for me yesterday. I was up at like 11 and I'm looking, I'm like, why is he holding this hamburger? I think he's going to go bowling. It was just, 
in the meat, it just looks so ridiculous. Okay. And then I tried getting the hat on there and it didn't, it didn't quite work <laughs> out because the hat was tiny. So, but at the end of it all, I was like, really, what, what's the thing that I want to, I want to show Rev is the godfather of restaurant marketing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so this is, this is you a little bit older as a godfather. Amazing. Yeah, it's a, uh, Okay, it's so now, here's, here's why this is funny. Here's why both of these are funny. Number one, go yeah. back, go back to the other. So here's what AI does not know. And this so is you another, have this an is, extra finger. This is a fun. Now I got ten. Uh, <laughs> this is a fun fact to me. I hate it when things touch my wrists. So oh. I, I wear short sleeves all year long, so I don't have anything on my wrists. Yes. This would I, I, this would have to be a special occasion for me to wear that that suit. And the next yes. one, the Godfather. Yeah, let me skip back over to it. I've never seen it. Really? Not one, not two, not three, never. Oh my goodness! I right, and I, I love a weekend assignment. I love gangster movies. I you know, Ciencio, I'm Italian. I'll eat pasta for days. You know, I've watched. You're in the witness protection program. <laughs> Goodfellas <laughs> is one of my favorite movies, but I've never seen any of the Godfathers. That's so crazy. <laughs> well, hey, now now we know. That's another fact that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, awesome. You have to send those. Hey. To <laughs> oh, 100%. 100%. I, I actually want to turn the Godfather one into a poster that had the Godfather <laughs> logo with all these balls in hand with the. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, that, that does it for today. I, I want to give you a chance, Rev, to. Uh, you've been an awesome guest. I really appreciate him, Don. If you want, let us know how we could follow you. Uh, the, the, there's lots of ways. I'm my, I'm at Rev Ciencio on every platform. So if you want content, go to the platform. Okay. But this is honestly the best one. Go to restaurantsgrow.tv. Okay, restaurantsgrow.tv. That will forward you to my LinkedIn newsletter, where once or twice a week, I literally put out a semi-long form, mm -hmm. like literally a framework of how to accomplish something with your marketing. Uh, it's a it's a it's a free newsletter. There's thousands of people on it, and literally once a week, I'm like, here's how to come up better in search. Here's how to run an ad on Facebook. Here's like, it's just framework. So restaurantsgrow.tv, that's the best place to go. Very good. And I can attest that newsletter is fantastic. It Thank has you. really solid nuggets and it's like how, like it walks you through things. So it's not just like theory. It's great. It's funny. You know, when I write that, so you're talking about like creating content, I write that when I walk to the office. So I literally talk it really? into my phone. Yeah. I talk it into my phone while I'm like thinking on the way to the office, when I get to the office, I yeah. just like, dust it up and that's uh, i mean hey when you got katie perry singing you and stuff like this is what you do this is how you operate as a human being and you're also a robot so you don't even talk into your phone you just think it i just think well, my, my son's definitely a robot we might i'm yet to be proven so yeah well all right well uh we got antivirus running on this i got norton going so you should be safe on this episode uh well, cool. That does it for today. You know, make sure you follow Rev on social. Check Thanks. out uh, check out his restaurant. What's it called again, Rev? Restaurantsgrow.tv. Oh, my actually, and my restaurant. Handcraft yeah. Burgers and Brew. Burgers. <laughs> Perfect. Handcraft Burgers and Brew. Check it out. I've seen tons of clips. It looks fantastic. I wish I was in New York, but we don't have it in North Carolina. So, uh, not yet. Tons of fun. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Tons of fun having you on. Check out his awesome content. Uh, we appreciate having you in the lab. Thank you. As always, thanks for joining us in the Local Marketing Lab. This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize. To learn how Evocalize can help you grow your business, visit evocalize.com. 
If you learned something new from today's episode, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Evocalize. That's E-V-O-C-A-L-I-Z-E. And on X at Evocalize Inc. And remember, keep innovating and trying new things. You never know what's going to connect with your audience until you try. And until next time, thanks for listening.